Hello and welcome back to Practicing Human, the podcast where every day we're getting a little better at life. I'm your host, Corey Mascara, and in today's episode, I'm going to share with you five questions you can ask to release anxiety. More to come on that in a moment. First, let's settle in together with the sound of the bells. Okay, so five questions you can ask yourself to release anxiety. These come from Dr. Rongdon Chatterjee, who is the author of Feel Better in Five. And I really love these five questions he offers that you can ask yourself in preparation for an event that is causing anxiety. So I'll share them with you and then I'll break down why I think they're useful. The first thing is just think about one thing that you're anxious about today, and you can write this down. Then reflect, what is one practical thing I can do to prevent or prepare for this event? Then, what's one reason this probably won't be as bad as I think it is? Then, what's one reason I think I can handle it? And lastly, one upside to the situation. I'll go through those one more time, then I'll reflect on them. First thing, one thing I'm anxious about today. Second step, what's one practical thing I can do to prevent or prepare for it? Third step, one reason it probably won't be as bad as I think it is. Fourth step, reflect on one reason why I think I can handle it. Then the fifth step, what is one upside to the situation? So let's go through these one by one and I'll share my thoughts on them. The first step we don't need to go into, it's just think of one thing that you're anxious about today. The second step, what's one practical thing I can do to prevent or prepare for it? I like this. I think sometimes in the mindfulness space or when we're getting into meditation or mindfulness or spirituality, there can be an overemphasis on just being with the experience and using our mind as a way to settle ourselves in relationship to an event. But the reality is, in the relative world, uh, a lot of times we need to uh, prepare for things or change our circumstances so those events don't happen. So I feel like this first step, or second step technically, honors that. And it's like, okay, well, what is one thing I can do to either prevent this from happening or prepare for it? which just feels like the most practical, logical first step. If you can prevent something, and if you can prepare for it, awesome. Then you go to the third step. What's one reason it probably won't be as bad as I think it is? I really like this one. Because when we're caught in anxiety, we tend to catastrophize. Um, And maybe you've been in a situation like this where something could go wrong, or maybe something has gone wrong, and you're already thinking of, of the aftermath of it or what could happen in the future. And I, I know for me personally, my mind goes to like the absolute worst case scenario. And so it, there's typically like the absolute worst case scenario, which is like, you know, no one's going to love me ever again and talk, or talk to me and I'm not going to be able to work anymore, whatever it might be. And then there's like a more realistic worst case scenario, which is like, you know, people um, might be frustrated with me for this or that. 
And then there's like just the more realistic scenario that's going to happen. And so this helps us step back from the ledge and and uh, ask the question, what's one reason that it probably won't be as bad as I think it will be? And often when we reflect on this, it, it just helps bring things more in perspective. We zoom out from this narrow focus on the worst case scenario. And then the, the reflecting on the reason it probably won't be as bad as I think it is. Uh, is really helpful because it it helps us go into a more logical way of thinking about the situation. Then we go to the fourth, which is what's one reason why I think I can handle it? Love this because it is now uh, connecting us to our inner resources. And so when we think of just stress in general, one definition we have of stress, it's when our perceived demands are greater than our perceived resources. I often talk about our uh, perceived demands, because the key word there is perceived, often what we perceive to be demanding is very different than what is actually demanding. But the other key word, well, the same key word, just different part of the definition, is perceived resources. What are my perceived resources to meet those demands? And I feel like this is the the question that, that he's asking here, one reason why I think I can handle it, that's getting us in touch with our perceived resources. What do we have? What are our unique strengths? What's something we know about ourselves that we can bring to the table here and remind us that, yeah, this might be difficult, but we're empowered. We're well-resourced. We've handled difficult situations in the past. And if you've heard about me talk about hope on this podcast, uh, hope is the belief that we'll be able to get through a difficult experience and we have the tools to get through that experience. And hope gets us out of a place of feeling helpless, depressed, anxious. And so this is activating hope by activating our resources and subsequently then reducing our anxiety. And often when we're caught in our anxiety, caught in in our rumination about a situation that could go poorly, we're not focusing on the best parts of ourselves. We're not focusing on the resources we have at hand. So again, this helps us zoom out, reconnect to why we're empowered and why we can get through this. And that brings us to the last question, which is what is one upside to the situation? Ooh, good one here, right? Because again, when we're caught in anxiety, we're, we're just thinking about worst case scenario uh, or at best, like how can I get through this? But this last question flips that on its head and says, well, okay, yep. It might be difficult, but what's one upside to the situation? What's one positive? And the brain sort of short circuits and goes, huh, what? Upside to the situation. And it's a bit of a pattern interrupt where we're caught in this negative loop, this anxious loop, and we're used to fueling it with more anxious thoughts. And then we we get thrown this question that feels completely um, almost inappropriate for the moment. And, and the brain goes, oh, what? wait, what? But then when you start thinking about it, oftentimes you'll be able to find an upside to a difficult situation. Again, I've talked about that many times on this podcast, that many of my most positive transformative experiences have come from very difficult, painful, uncertain experiences, or at least they were preceded by difficult, painful, uncertain experiences. And so a a situation that we perceive as negative can often have an upside. And when we look at it through that that lens, 
It doesn't mean that we should just embrace all these negative situations, but if it's going to be there and we're going to have to go through it and there's the potential for it to be difficult, uh, it's also helpful to look at, okay, if it is going to be difficult, how could it also be positive? How could it be serving me in some way? How could this be useful in a way that I'm not yet thinking about? And just asking that question gets the brain looking for different responses, which is, it's a very different question. The question of what's one upside to this situation is very different than the question of how can I just get through this situation or why is this happening to me? So these are five questions I I highly recommend uh, exploring in your own practice. And if you are anticipating uh, an, uh, an event that is creating some anxiety, go through these. One, what is the thing that is creating anxiety today? Two, what's one practical thing I can do to prevent or prepare for it? Three, what's one reason it probably won't be as bad as I think it is? Four, what's one reason why I think I can handle it? And five, what is one upside to the situation? Again, these questions come from Dr. Rangan Chatterjee, author of Feel Better in Five, which I highly recommend. Hope these resources help you on your journey of practicing human. As always, thank you for your practice. I look forward to talking to you tomorrow. And until then, take care. Hey, if you're a new listener couple resources that might be useful for you to supplement the work we're doing in this podcast. First, if you'd like some follow-up meditations that could specifically help with anxiety, reduce stress, improve sleep, you can text your email address to this number, 1-631-337-8298, and you'll get an automated email to your inbox that has downloadable meditations, book recommendations, app recommendations. Next, if you want to be part of the text community, this is different, a different number that I'm going to offer you. These are daily text messages that I send out that are different from this podcast. They're little tidbits, insights, things to think about and reflect on throughout your day. It's a great supplement to to this podcast. And if you're looking for a little extra support, this is a great resource, totally free. To get to this, just text the word podcast to one six three one. 3052874. And lastly, I have an upcoming online retreat September 25th through 27th, 2020. And if you're looking to go deeper, if these uh, topics, ideas are resonating with you, then I'd love to have you there. It's all virtual. Everything will be recorded. You can access the recordings in perpetuity. So they're, they're for you whenever you can access them. So if you can't attend the full retreat, that's okay. I understand life is complex. We're in the end of September, a lot of kids going back to school. So if you need to miss a session, that's all right. You can review the recording. They'll be available within 30 minutes of each live session. And if you wanted to view the whole retreat a week later or a year later, you could do that as well. So it's designed to fit into your schedule. Of course, I'd love to have you there live, uh, but just know that there are variations for how you can participate. All right, that's all for now. Thanks so much for being here, for your practice, for your presence. I'll talk to you soon and take care.